This is the Eurovision Division Podcast. I'm your host, Yehoon, and with me is... Me! Who? Me! Who are you? I'm Mira! Exactly. She is my permanent co-host on the podcast. What is the podcast, you ask? Well, you're gonna tell me about Eurovision. I am, I am. You've told me about Eurovision many times. I'm very excited. That's why I tell you about Eurovision. I often stop listening, but that's yeah. not the point of this podcast. No, but it's, it's a passion of mine. I think it's fair okay. to say that. And I want to connect to you. Exactly. So I agreed to let you talk to me about Eurovision. We're both big fans of the Eurovision Song Contest. Well, you're, you're a big fan of the I'm Eurovision Song Contest. I'm a very big fan of the Eurovision Song Contest. I've been a big fan for most of my life. Some might call you a nerd. I'm a Eurovision nerd, if such a thing exists. I call you a nerd. That's fair. Often. Yes. <laughs> Every day. What will we be doing on this podcast? I don't know, you tell me. Well, this year's Eurovision has a crazy total of 43 songs from countries across Europe. Oh no! Yes. I've listened to all of these songs. Multiple times? Yes. How many of these songs have you heard? One. Exactly. That's... I've heard one of them. Exactly. Well, I'll be making you listen to that song. Okay. And the 42 other songs. Great! I am looking forward to yes. this. So, this podcast will be me explaining things about countries and explaining things about songs and you going in blind. I, I am actually looking forward to yeah, this. This were, sounds like yeah. loads of fun. You're going to be overwhelmed. I, I already am, but I'm ready for it. Now, Mira, we did something like this last year. We did! Only we didn't do it we didn't publish it. On mic. Yeah. yeah. Because if we'd have put out our opinions last year, do you, would the Europe have agreed with us looking at the results of last year's contest? Um, no. No? Because I remember last year, before the actual contest, telling you, I'm fine with everyone winning, except for Sweden. Now, what was it about Mons Zelmelo's performance of Heroes that sat so poorly with you. Why why did you not like it? But the thing was with it is I couldn't tell the difference between months and the little pre-programmed yeah, it was, yeah. goblin gnome that mm -hmm. was dancing next to him. They both seemed equally robotic, robotic and <laughs> Mons, you know, did put up on a show. Yeah, it was a good show. It was though, a good wasn't show. It? It's like this but if you saw his performance, if you saw his performance in all the pre-selections and the, the performance in the yeah. semi-final, and then his performance in the final, and then his repeat performance after he won, it's. All the same. Yeah, but does that make him a good performer that he, like, 
has a perfect stage show. I think that makes him a Swedish performer. Yeah, but it's like, it's very polished, but that's what Sweden is known for in the contest. Yeah, I guess. One of your big arguments seems to be that it sounds like a typical radio song, but people would argue that that's the goal of the contest, to produce pop hits. I know, but in that case, I would argue that there were a, a lot of songs last year that were a lot better while still being potential pop hits. Right. Like Russia sent Polina, which with an amazing yeah, song and an amazing performance, came second. Yeah. Undeservedly, because I think if a pop song, a generic pop song should have won, then that should have been the generic pop song. Polina was so good. She was. She I is a great cried. performer. She was the so beautiful. Was very, yeah, it was Her very voice beautiful. is amazing. Absolutely. I absolutely thought we should have won. We, to clarify, that means Belgium. We're gonna wrap up, up tonight. And if we die tomorrow, what do we have to show for the wicked ways down below? The rhythm inside is telling us. And we were very proud of Loic Noté uh, last year. Oh yeah, he was fantastic. Rhythm Inside was, uh, I think, for many people, the surprise of the contest, because Belgium isn't normally a country that stands out the way that it did last year. We haven't really been good since, what, 87? Well, we won in 1986 with J'aime la vie. One of the best results we had before Loic was Tom Dice in 2010 with Me and My Guitar. Ugh. Ugh. I know. Ugh. I don't want the white male so straight solo right. artist. You want it to be crazy. Gayer. I want it to be <laughs> oh, okay. gayer. I want it to be crazy. I want it to be fabulous. And there's nothing less fabulous than a white straight male solo performers. This is tough. Mons felt like a very produced song that a lot of people worked on to make a, a polished, perfect performance. Whereas in Lewick's case... He did everything himself. Yeah, he... He, he you designed can, the did, costumes. Yeah, you felt a lot of his vision coming through in the way that the song was he, presented. And he's so strong on stage. Yeah. And then in interviews, he was such a meek... Oh yeah, little, he's a small little bean. Small little yes. boy. Um, shy little... I, I loved him. Anyway, it, Italy, Italy came third, which we didn't see coming. to appreciate it. At first I thought yeah. it was too much, but then it was like... Yeah, but you don't like Italy. I love no, that's, Italy. That's interesting. I love we'll, Italians. We'll, we'll get into my weird feelings about Italy when we get to Italy. Italy does well at the Eurovision Song Contest in general, but I don't always like their songs, or they don't always sit well with me, and I don't know why that is really. 
And I think especially the fact that Italy did so well with the televote was very surprising. Controversially came in first with the televote. Insane. And, and didn't win, but, you know, Crazy. that's... There's a system in place of half jury voting, half televoting, uh, in response to that entire thing with Italy, where a lot of the audience thought, well, we all voted for Italy, came in first by a landslide in the televoting, um, but the juries ranked it too low for it to even be possible for them to catch up to the winner. Okay. So now... Um, because what used to happen was jury voting and televoting in a country got mashed together and then the top 10 countries received the scores. What's happening now is the juries are giving their top 10, that's 1 to 12 points, mm -hmm. and after that all the televoters are giving uh, those same scores per country as well, but those are being smushed together with each country, so the countries are being read at that point from the one that scores the lowest to the one that scores the highest. It's it's an interesting change, and I think it's it's going to be fun. We saw it in action at the Swedish pre-selection. It's, it's that system. Right. Okay. Well, we should talk about Australia as well. Yeah, because that was a rare occurrence. Yeah, Australia got to participate as well. Um, they finished in fifth place. Yeah, was which, that deserved? Which, it begs to ask the question whether, like, did they come in fifth because of the novelty of having Australia in the contest? Or was that such a good song? I quite liked Tonight Again. It was a... Yeah, I still get it in my head sometimes. Exactly, it's a fun... But I get most of the songs still in my head sometimes. Yeah. Did we talk properly about Latvia? more alternative yeah. friends and alternative mm -hmm. uh, parties and tastes and sure. people who w wouldn't appreciate me putting on a song from Eurovision at a party. Yeah. But I have successfully put on Love Injected at those parties and nobody noticed. So that and Rhythm Inside were perhaps the most modern alternative songs at the contest. Yeah, and they were both very good. And they both performed fairly well, you know. Yeah. Fourth and sixth place, that's good. Latvia, interestingly, performed better with the juries than it did with the televote. It came in second place oh, with, with the juries. Really? Damn. So I think juries really value a good composition. It was, Yeah, I really like that song. So, I mean... Good stuff going Can on. Can we talk there. about our favorite song? Our, like the song that we both agree Yeah, we should the best probably song. mention that because it's still finished in the top 10. I better let you go To find the prince you thought you found in me I better set you free And give you all 
It's so good. It's a fantastic it's a song. Super good song. Thought it was a little bit let down by its stage performance. Yeah. Which was better at the national final last year, and the video was so cool. Oh, it was the like video Hannibal. is amazing. <laughs> the video just looks like Hannibal, exactly. the TV show. It, but oh. it, it's a great song. It's Deborah Scarlett Deborah is Scarlett a beautiful and... woman. Oh, I Merlin love her. Is an incredibly talented composer. It's very good. I think that song won the composer award. That's also like oh a separate event, but it it, it won the composer award. A monster like me. So what often happens in Eurovision is that. Um, artists who send songs try to copy the things that performed well the year before, right? Right. So last year we saw a lot of ballads, uh, a lot of duets. That was obviously a reaction to the Netherlands song in 2014. Calm Before the Storm? Calm After the Storm. That was the interesting twist. It was called The Calm After the Storm. <laughs> staged song. Oh, it looked really good. It looked super pretty. It was it used the stage perfectly. Um, just a man and a woman standing across each other with a guitar playing a song, singing a song. Came in second place. Yeah. And there is that trend of copying the first uh, through fifth yeah. places. C came in uh, first that year, obviously, was Conchita Wurst. <sighs> My love! Whose stage act was mainly standing still with impressive visual stuff going on and, and great camera herself. angles and being fabulous. Amazing. And that was copied by a lot of women who just weren't as fabulous. No, the next of course year, not. But they all tried that same shtick of standing in place and trying to make their presence be enough. Point being, copying is a thing of all ages. Because people assume, oh, whatever did good last year is going to do well again this year. And that's not always true. Now, knowing that, what trends that you noticed last year do you think will continue into this year? And what will that mean for the contest? What do you think this year's lineup is going to look like? What I think is... Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of men this year, which is, I mean, we always see a lot of men, but it's, I think this year we're going to see more men. The contest is traditionally dominated by female, female solo performers, female solo that is performers. true. And I think this year we're going to see an influx of male solo performers, which is the opposite of what I want most yeah. of the time. Um, that's up. That you you expect that as a reaction to Mons and Loic and Loic, yeah. Um, any <laughs> predictions with regards to the style of music that you expect to hear this year? Um, I think we're gonna see a lot of woes. Okay. A lot of uh, repetition, which is you know you get that. 
Yeah. Anyway, pop the song, pop songs, repeat stuff, repeat stuff, repeat stuff, repeat yeah. stuff. Uh, I and think we're going to see a very interesting mix between generic pop songs yeah. and like swingy, more old timey dance songs. Australia, who sent in a very uptown funk Bruno Mars esque song last year, yeah, that performed very well. So that kind of shows you that like a more funky soul type song is is popular right now. Oh, absolutely. So I think that's going to come back for better or worse. I mean, it can also be very bad. Okay, your your predictions are fairly on point, I think. Um, not to give anything away, but I think the funky type songs, they're in there. Um, Male-driven songs, absolutely. But Are, are we going to see more of the alternative stuff? Because um, that's, that's basically what I want. Yeah, that's what you'd hope. Um, there is some stuff that's um, slightly less conventional, I think, but, um, you know, that style of music has also grown to be more of a mainstream thing now, I think. Sure. It, like, the, the Love Injecteds and the Rhythm Insides yeah, yeah. are now slightly more of a typical sound. It's it's something that's more familiar. It's like Sia type stuff. Yeah. That's that's that was what's, already Yeah, I know, going but that's that's year. what on what's on the radio right now and I think a lot of things sound like that. But you know, enough about what I already know. So to see if your predictions are right, that's what we're gonna be using the rest of this month for. Uh, in the build up and the lead-up towards uh, the actual song contest, I'm going to be making you listen to the 43 songs that we'll be <laughs> representing the 43 <laughs> countries at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Oh my god, not this again! And we're going to be starting with last year's winner, Sweden. Sweden! But that's what we'll be doing in the next episode. Tune in on your radio? This is not... what. Tune in on your internet. Yeah, tune in on your internet radios. We'll see you next episode. Yeah. When we'll be talking about Sweden. 